0: Is this just a blip on the growth trend for this company, or is there something to really worry about? Tom Rogers is with us, executive chairman, Engine Media. I'm glad you're with us to give us uh, your takeaways from what we saw for the quarter. Um, You know, obviously, subscriber growth came in probably around $2 short. And uh, going forward, the next quarter doesn't look good either.
1: Well, it was certainly a surprise and certainly a disappointment, but uh, you got to remember, two years ago, uh, they uh, missed by a couple million subs and uh, recovered uh, very nicely from there. Uh, Valuation recovered very nicely from there. Even last year, uh, in, the, in the middle of uh, all this, they uh, had a 2 million sub uh, quarter. Uh, and, uh, of course, this last quarter, they added 4 million subs. I think what was uh, most worrisome was that uh, the guidance for next quarter was only 1 million. And uh, that yeah. uh, obviously yeah. isn't something that uh, they can continue with if they're going to hit the bull case of 300 million subs by 2024, Uh, but it has been lumpy. They've had this kind of issue before, and they have uh, spurred forward with the number of subs uh, dramatically every time this has happened.
0: So when you look at the quarter, right? And obviously they're over 200 million as of last quarter, not this one. It's the first time ever. I mean, things seem to be going in the right direction for the most part. The slower subscriber growth, I think, caught people off guard. Maybe the company was just a little too bullish in their own guidance, right? Because they guessed um, roughly 6 million, and then the analysts had it at 6.4 million. And then the following quarter, too, they had it at over 4 million. So the analysts, that is. But I think the analysts were basing it on what the company fed them. The company was feeding them some real bullishness, maybe the company now is trying to do this sort of restart and reset and say, look, it's going to be more like this. Is that okay? Or, I mean, or should we be worried?
1: Well, I don't think this really derails the bull thesis on Netflix. Um, Netflix uh, did show a 24 percent growth in revenues, and uh, they are the leading streamer by far in a world that has uh, gone to streaming as the mainstay of the media marketplace they have the highest engagement by far of any of the streaming platforms they have the lowest churn their pricing is still really strong remember disney's average price per sub last quarter declined netflix grew this last quarter they reported by 6% which in this kind of environment is very strong pricing they they have tremendous global scale. And global scale is key to profitability here. I know there's a lot of focus in the United States on all the other streaming services that have launched, but none of those domestic businesses are anywhere near as good as the cable satellite businesses that those legacy companies have been existing in for the last 20 years. And they only get to be better businesses if they have global scale. The only player that's really been able to prove that yet is is Netflix. And they have a program. All right.
0: Let me ask you this. Far ahead. i want I want to um pick your brain on this because I know you have a bull case basically for Netflix, right? You really like the company. You like what you've seen so far. A little bit of a blip here it doesn't seem to matter in your big picture for what Netflix really brings to not only the United States of America, but also the entire globe, and probably more penetration as as the years go by, right? Because I mean, around the globe, they still really have some room to run. You said that it's going to be the most valuable of all the media companies. So I'm wondering, how how do you determine most valuable? What um, element are you using to call it most valuable? Is it number of subscribers? Is it revenue? Um, How do you make it most valuable, in your words?
1: Well, I think analysts have gotten a little too caught up in subscriber count. Uh, Subscriber count is obviously uh an indication of the ultimate value uh but ultimate value goes beyond that into engagement it goes into low churn it goes into pricing which all contribute to to revenue when you compare disney for instance to uh, netflix uh, you know i look at it in a back of the envelope kind of way Uh, disney has one third the number of uh, subs when you take out the hot star India subs that Disney has, which really don't bring any real value to their streaming business. Um, And it has uh, about one half of the price uh, per sub that uh, Netflix has. Uh, So overall it has about one sixth of the revenue. But if you look at the value the market is giving Disney's business, it has 80 percent of the value of Netflix off of one-sixth the the revenue. And so either Netflix yeah. is undervalued here or Disney is overvalued here. But I think over time, the opportunity for Netflix being in the pole position of being the one that is going to be the mainstay of most streaming households, with a billion cable satellite out there and only 200 million subs today, they have a huge amount of running room to really be the most profitable media company.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. And by the way, we were just showing some of the price targets there earlier, many of which were above, uh, I saw 560 for CFL, but we had several of those analysts calling for $600 and above. As far as still being very bullish on Netflix overall, so that was some some good news there. As far as the price targets, so I'm just taking a look here. Cowen, Piper Sandler, Canaccord—they were all um, at 600 or higher, and the stock's at 511 today. So that shows that um, the analysts agree with you that there is upside potential. I find it difficult to compare, and I know you'll agree because it's a, it's not apples to apples specifically because Disney's fairly new. Netflix has been around for feels like a decade, right? Um, You know, I don't have the exact numbers handy, but Netflix is established and mature and Disney is still fairly new. So I think Disney gained so many subscribers in in a short time. So what's the final outlook as a pro in this media world? Will people have Netflix and Disney and Peacock and Hulu and what stops them from having Many, many services. I mean, what are you finding from surveys and such about streaming overall? What are some trends that we are likely to see?
1: Well, I do think people will have multiple streaming services, and when you have a $100 bundle and you have streaming services that are uh, 5 to $12, you can afford having a, a number of them. Uh, but as I said, I think that Netflix will be the mainstay, and because it will be the mainstay, I think its distribution, its revenue will well exceed everybody else's. At the end of the day, it's how much programming do you have? And they have developed a model to your point because they've been around much longer than anybody else where they can have $17 billion content budget growing to $20 billion, and what that's going to translate into in the next few years is a new TV show or a new movie every single day. That is incredibly difficult to compete with. And while I think others will certainly make contributions and can coexist, uh, I think that kind of uh, programming power that Netflix will uniquely have will put it way ahead of everybody else in terms of its uh, ultimate strength and the most valuable media company out there.